1: The people know during Christmas time to be ready to receive a parranda at any time. You're not warned when we're going to come through. We don't let you know how many people are going to come. So you just have to be prepared at all times during Christmas to have alcohol in your house and or food for a group of people or to be waking up at whatever time.
0: I'm Dalia Cologne, and this is The Zest, Citrus seafood, Spanish flavor, and southern charm. The Zest celebrates cuisine and community in the Sunshine State. Today, it's a Florida holiday, Boricua style. We're taking a deep dive into some winter holiday food customs that have made their way from Puerto Rico to the Sunshine State. Florida is home to more Puerto Ricans than any other state. Today, we're exploring how many of Florida's Puerto Rican communities celebrate the winter holidays. From pig roasts and all-night parties to Puerto Rico's answer to eggnog, you'll want to incorporate these traditions into your next holiday gathering, if you don't already. Our guide is Janita Jaja Cardona of Jacksonville. She owns Jaja Productions, which is a company that produces and markets events for Jacksonville's Hispanic community. She's also the new morning host for the Jacksonville reggaeton radio station, Flow 105.3.
1: I'm a Navy brat, as they say. Um, I was born in Long Beach, California, but I was raised around the world. Um, I moved to Jacksonville my senior year. In 2004, we moved here when they closed the base in Puerto Rico, and I've been in Jacksonville on and off since 2004.
0: Okay, so you did spend some time living in Puerto Rico. What was that experience like?
1: Being in the Navy, every time my father went out to sea, my mom and I would go to Puerto Rico. So the first five years of my life, I was a lot in PR. Actually, my first language is Spanish. My mom only spoke Spanish. She learned English later on in my life. Um, And then we didn't move to Puerto Rico until I was 13 years old. So from 13 to 17, I lived in Puerto Rico. Those are the prime teen years. And honestly, it was the best time of my life. And my father being on the Navy, I went to school on base, uh, which was considered like a private school. So everyone spoke English. So I wasn't just growing up with Puerto Ricans. We had Filipinos there. We had African-Americans. We had Everybody that you could think of that went, went to Rosie. And then obviously I grew up with my family in Puerto Rico. I'm from the southwest uh, of the island. My mom is from Guanica and my dad is from Sabana Grande. And so my mom is from a beach town. So every weekend we would go to, you know, our family or just some kind of, you know, rainforest. It's just so many amazing, beautiful stories that I could tell you about my teen years. It was great.
0: I just love that. My husband is from Puerto Rico and we've gotten to go a few times at the El Yunque, the rainforest. I mean, just world-class natural and man-made attractions. What are some foods that remind you of your teen years in Puerto Rico?
1: Acapurria, we we're, our food our food is not healthy, people. <laughs>
0: That's, well, it, there are there's a spectrum. Every culture has a spectrum. <laughs> Ex, explain what acapurria is. So acapurria is a fried.
1: Uh, it can either be made from juca or it can be made from um, green bananas. Uh, they mash the green bananas uh, and they put achote in it, and then they stuff it with meat. They can stuff it with crab meat, with pork, with chicken with shrimp. They, they stuff it with all type of things and then they fry it. Um, so on the outside is like nice and brown. On the inside is a tan color and then the meat. Um, and it's just so, so, so good. Nice and greasy. <laughs> <laughs> but it's one of my favorite things that I love that you can find all around the island, anywhere we love to do this thing in Puerto Rico called, called chichorriando, and that's what it is. It's basically getting in your car and going bar hopping or going restaurant hopping. So you go to this little bar, have an acapurria or have an empanada, have a couple of beers, and then, you know, go to the next spot and repeat the same thing. Um, sometimes have a cabeche, um, a fried fish, so... You know, it's it's one of those fun things that you can find. You'll definitely find in Acapulco in every single place that you go. That
0: sounds like such a good time. Now, being in Jacksonville, how would you describe Florida's Puerto Rican communities and food scene?
1: Yeah, it's definitely growing. Uh, when I first moved here to Jacksonville, it was hard for me. I'm not going to lie, because I just came from an island that celebrates everything. Coming in second place, we celebrate the home team coming. You know, we take off that Monday and we celebrate them with the parade. Um, you know, <laughs> I love that. And
0: second place gets a day off. <laughs> yeah,
1: it's it's real. That really happened when we went to the World Series and we came in second place a couple of years ago. I mean, the U.S. won. And we came in second place, and we literally, <laughs> the island literally gave them that Monday off. They did a parade for them, <laughs> and I remember reading the news from Americans like they were confused, like why are they celebrating? But that's just the type of people that we are, and that that's how the island is. We we tend to see the glass half full and not half empty. So when I moved to Jacksonville, um, in two thousand four, it was a little bit of a culture shock for me because Jacksonville was a, is is a lot more conservative for being a military town. I I would I want to say the boom of Puerto Ricans definitely uh, happened in the year 2004 because the naval base in Puerto Rico was the third biggest naval base. And so when they shut it down, a lot of people got stationed here in Jacksonville. As soon as I moved here, uh, we have a family friend named Manuel Fontanes uh, and he has a band here called Ritmo and he knew I sang. And I was 17 years old and he was like, hey, do you want to sing in my band? And I was like, you know what? There's nothing else to do here in Jack's. Why not? And that's when I really started to learn about the Hispanic community here, especially the Puerto Rican community. We started singing in, in the Latin clubs and, and not even the non-Latin clubs and restaurants. And, you know, the Puerto, right now, the biggest demographic in Jacksonville, as far as Hispanics, is Puerto Rican. You can find amazing restaurants. In the last couple of years, a lot more restaurants have been opening up. Uh, We have Latin Creations, we have Palermo, um, and we have El Pegao restaurant, which is a new restaurant that opened up, um, and some other places that are opening up too. So I'm really excited to see the boom of the Puerto Rican food developing here in Jacksonville.
0: That's awesome. And you referred earlier to talking to your American friends. And of course, Puerto Ricans are Americans. But there is a difference between between someone who grew up in Puerto Rico and someone who grew up on the mainland. What distinguishes Puerto Rican food from other Latin American food traditions? Because I think a lot of people want to lump it all together and just say everything is tacos and beans and rice.
1: It's not our food. uh, We we thrive more. Our, Our main protein or meat is pork. We, you would think because of being in Ireland, it would be seafood, actually not as pork. Our traditional, our tradition plate for holidays, especially now for Christmas, is arroz con gandules, pasteles, um, ensalada de coditos or ensalada de papa, and tostones o amarillos, oh, and of course, uh, lechon asado. So, lechon asado is a roasted pork. It's literally a tradition in my family every 24th to roast a pig at my great uncle's house. Every year, the whole family gets together there. We roast a pig. Our aunts or grandmothers are making the arroz and everybody's helping make the ensalada de, de papa o codito. So, everyone is literally in the kitchen helping, and the men are roasting the pigs, which could take up to 12 hours to roast a pig.
0: Okay, we got to go back and translate for the people listening. No listener left behind. What were those holiday foods again? You talked about salads and you talked about rice and beans and what else? Yes, so
1: rojo andules is rice with, I think it's chickpeas in English. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's our traditional rice. And then we typically have a cold um, macaroni salad with mayonnaise and chopped ham in it. Again, there's that pork. And then, um, if not the macaroni salad, you'll definitely get a potato salad, which is also mayonnaise based. You'll get the pasteles. Pasteles is our traditional, Every, you know, how I'm, I'm going to go ahead and just say this. You know, in Mexico, they had the tamal. This is Puerto Rican's version of our tamal, um, but it's made out of green bananas uh, and you boil them to cook them you boil pasteles and you can stuff it typically it's stuffed with some kind of beef inside of it or they do it chicken they can do chicken inside of it too so that's our traditional plate right there is tamal, and then of course you have uh el lechon asado which is roasted
0: pork that'll keep you full probably till the new year at least tell me more about the men roasting the pork are they roasting the whole pig or how does that work it's
1: definitely a two day process. So the night before they come, um, obviously, the you know, they get the pig and they cut it in half and they lay it out completely flat. They try to flatten it out as much as they can. And then they season the pork and typically it's seasoned with olive oil mixed with all kind of herbs inside of it. Um, everyone has their own way of making their seasoning, but typically it's like olive oil with their own kind of herbs and they rub it all over the pork. They wrap it up that night. They wrap it up on the pole. And then that morning, typically like at five in the morning, six in the morning, they put the pig on a wooden fire and they start roasting it. And so the old way they would have to take turns literally turning the pole of the pig. So that way the whole pig can get uh, the same amount of heat throughout the whole time. Now they have a machine that, you know, is easy. Anyone can just now sit down and watch it. But the traditional way the men sit out there for the 12 hours and, you know, they take turns, they play dominoes, they drink, they storytell, we dance. Um, The kids also participate. We also take turns turning the pig. Um, And then once the pig is completely done, we obviously take it out. And uh, typically the oldest member in the family is the one that starts to chop it up into pieces so we can start getting dinner ready.
0: Wow. So it's almost like, maybe the person of honor would um, slice the Thanksgiving turkey. Yes. And this is happening on Christmas Eve? Yes, we our Christmas party is typically on Christmas
1: Eve. I think that's the day we celebrate Christmas. Uh, Christmas Day is just a day to just be hungover <laughs> <laughs> and really just relax with the family at home. So the 24th is our the day everyone gets dressed up and, you know, when we eat the dinner and... Uh, and just celebrate
0: oh that sounds so fun let's talk about christmas desserts
1: Mm, yes
0: right well
1: my grandmother is one of she is famous for her tembleque tembleque is a very very puerto rican dessert the reason why it's called tembleque is because it's kind of jello-y um because it jiggles it's all white. It's made out of coconut. It's coconut flavor. Um, I really should get this recipe from my grandmother. It has condensed milk in it, put cinnamon over it. It's really, really good. It, like I said, it's a coconut creamy pasty dessert. And that is very, very traditional to Puerto Rico. Um, of course, you have your flancocho now. That's pretty, that's be, that's become pretty famous now. Your flan. Flan. All different. All different kinds of flavors of flan. My mom makes flan from pana,
0: which is breadfruit. I love this. Yes. We have so many, so many deep dives to do after we uh, are finished with this conversation. Oh man, who doesn't love a flan? So lots yes. of like creamy type desserts. Yes,
1: creamy. Um, and obviously, and we have um, our rice pudding uh, with raisins inside of it and cinnamon. And of course, Coquito, if you know, if you want to consider that a dessert, I kind of do, but I drink it as a drink. Uh, but it's like a dessert drink, Coquito. Uh, so a lot of coconut inspired flavored, obviously Besitos de Coco, which are dark cookie our coconut cookies which is a uh, coconut shaved but it's so soft and and oh my god i can't describe the cookie is so soft and so coconutty so we obviously we love coconut and we have guava um we love our guava guava cheesecake pastelillo de guayaba quesitos you know which is more traditional for sure
0: this all sounds so good and you touched on coquito which we could do a whole separate episode on just that. Mm-hmm. I guess the best way to describe Coquito is like a Puerto Rican version of eggnog. It is. That's exactly how I always describe it, but better. <laughs> so what's, um, what's in it? What makes it so amazing?
1: So I actually make Coquito. So it's um, condensed milk, Coco Lopez and cocoa milk. And then typically some kind of white rum, cinnamon and vanilla. It's really good. Some people put egg in it. I don't put egg in mine. And it's just a really nice and creamy uh, texture drink. Uh, The alcohol, you can taste the alcohol, not so, so much, but you can still taste it. Um, Sometimes I put coconut flakes in mine just because I love it to add that extra texture. It's more. Like I said, eggnog to me tastes more like egg. This one definitely is more, again, like coconut. We love cocoa. Obviously, we love cocoa flavor in Puerto
0: Rico. <laughs> I love it. too. I don't even care for eggnog, but I will uh, hit the Coquito. What is Coco Lopez? Coco Lopez is like a
1: thicker milk of the coconut. It's an, an actual brand that you buy. It's called Coco Lopez. So it's, it's, like, it's a coconut cream. It's a natural coconut cream. But I buy the brand Coco Lopez um, and that's typically where there's not a lot of people that make this. So Coco Lopez is the one that you would want to get and it's the best flavored one too. Oh man, now I want some Coquito. And they make different flavors Coquito too. Now they make Nutella, they make chocolate, they make pistachio, they make all type of flavors of Coquito now. So it's definitely interesting and fun to see the development of Coquito, but you can't also forget about Pitorro. Pitorro is the Puerto Rican moonshine, which still is illegal in Puerto Rico, obviously, but you can still find it from some old man in the mountain and he'll come down to somewhere on the island and sell it to you. And it's amazing. So if you ever go to Puerto Rico, please do yourself a favor and ask for a shot of Pitorro. What is it? Pitorro is Puerto Rican moonshine. It is nothing but like Pure alcohol. So you only (laughs) want to take a shot of it. Like I said, it's our moonshine.
0: Oh, man. I don't know if I'm ready for all that. Okay. So we (laughs) we talked a lot about like the traditional foods you ate growing up and especially Christmas time recipes. Are there any other holidays that you would celebrate on the island that maybe aren't as celebrated on the mainland outside of Florida's Puerto Rican communities?
1: Well, I don't know if people know, but we're known for having the longest. Christmas celebration, so we celebrate Christmas all the way to almost the end of January, which is called the Octavitas. I wish I could tell you a little bit more about that, but it the Octavitas has to do with one of the saints, um, and that's when we really wrap up Christmas. So we have Christmas Day, which we give presents to the kids on the twenty fifth, which typically is midnight on the twenty fourth, and then we have um, tres Reyes. Which is January sixth, which Three King's Day. Yes, which is Three Kings Day. And that's a huge tradition in Puerto Rico. It's still celebrated on the on the island. So a lot of Puerto Ricans here in the United States are trying to keep that tradition alive. And what we do is on January sixth, the Dia de los Reyes, Three King's Day. And the night before the kids come out, we get grass, we put it in a box. Uh, for the camels <laughs> and to eat. And then we put out milk and cookies for the three kings i don't remember come. that in
0: the bible
1: <laughs> yeah i know it's 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 our it's our you know how in american christmas they put out cookies and milk for santa uh-huh. well we do that for the three kings <laughs>
0: We're like, I like that. you're like forget we, the gold frankincense myrrh just give them some cookies I, that's yeah. what i would prefer yeah. we give
1: them cookies <laughs> and milk and then we get we put grass in a box for the camels and then they leave us presents Aww. uh and so that's, you know, we Puerto Rican kids, we we get two Christmases, basically. So that's always fun. Um, and then the rest of the the rest are just basically more religious based. But we still celebrate. We still celebrate it. So we don't take our Christmas decorations down till basically the end of, ja- of January.
0: I love that. It's so much work to put them up. Like, why not just leave them up?
1: It really is. And we start celebrating since Thanksgiving Day. We start doing parrandas, which is also something that's very tradition in Puerto Rico, which is our version of Christmas caroling, but way more fun. My family <laughs> is super huge. Um, so what we do is we wait till it's about midnight and a group of, of us go to a family's house and we go and sing our Christmas caroling songs, which are it's not sleeping music. We wake you up. Uh <laughs> And and everybody always knows, like the people know during Christmas time to be ready to receive a parranda at any time. You're not warned when we're going to come through. We don't let you know how many people are going to come. So you just have to be prepared at all times during Christmas to have alcohol in your house and or food for a group of people or to be waking up at whatever time. Um, so at midnight, like I said, we go to the person's house. Uh, we start singing Christmas songs. They open the doors to us. We go inside. We'll have a couple of drinks there. They join us. And then we go to another family's house. We do the same thing at their house, repeat it. And then they join us. And then we go to a third house. So typically it's three houses that we go to in one night. And the third house is the one that typically like makes the soup and all that. And that's like almost always like around one, one in the morning. And so we're there to like at least three, four in the morning uh, while we wrap up, you know, eat and all that. And it's it's just a lot of fun. It's a tradition that you see a lot in Puerto Rico. Um, the neighbors don't get upset. The neighbors a lot of times join us also because, of course, they wake up and so they come along. And, you know, in Puerto Rico, we're all neighbors, are families for the most part. So it's just a beautiful tradition that we really have in Puerto Rico.
0: I love that. What kind of soup is the third house serving?
1: So it could be anywhere from chicken soup, um, plantain soup with um, balls of plantain inside of them. Mm, so good. Galbanzo soup. Just any kind of soup typically is what they is, what they make.
0: I just think that's such a great tradition. Now, have you done that in Jacksonville or would people look at you sa- sideways like I already took off? my? We did. <laughs> <day close? laughs> why are you? We, why are you at my house at 1 a.m.? We have done it in
1: Jacksonville. It's, we didn't get to do it last year, obviously, because of covid. But we do do it here uh, with our within our families. It's a beautiful tradition. We try not to be as loud because obviously we respect everyone. But uh, we do keep the tradition here. We go to my aunt's and uncle's house and it's just cute. We don't go that late, obviously, because, you know, we can't overhear. But we still try to keep the tradition here alive. And my family in Miami does the same thing. My cousins go to to his friend's house and, and, you know, they're Cuban, but, you know, because they've been doing this for years now, they've been doing that, you know, they're keeping the tradition alive in Miami.
0: Oh, that just like brings a smile to my face. Is there anything else? You are just like an encyclopedia of information. And I know this isn't (laughs) what you, you know, this is not your, your career to just be the expert on Puerto Rican food traditions, but I really appreciate this. (laughs) I, I was familiar with some of what you were talking about, but I learned so much. And I know that people will want to start incorporating these traditions, even if they're not Puerto Rican. So is there anything else you wanted to mention about Puerto Rican holiday food traditions?
1: You are going to gain weight. Our food is um, very fulfilling. Uh, we also eat a lot of roots, juca, malanga, jautia, uh, which are all different kind of roots. And it's just explore, be open-minded to the food. We eat Bacalao, which is cod. One of my favorite things to eat is called bacalaitos, which is cod shredded in flour. And the flour is like seasoned. And then they fry it into this crispy flatness of saltiness and and cod and um, pieces of cod inside of it. And it's just so good. Uh, So if you know, don't be afraid to try street food in puerto rico we're huge on street food you will see a lot of tents you pop up on the side of the street literally on this on the highway uh which is probably why the food tastes even better because you're getting special seasoning (laughs) (laughs) um
0: you'll see a lot of uh, food trucks um in Puerto Rico. My mind is just racing with all these ideas we could incorporate into our own family's holiday traditions. And I'm sure other people are feeling the same way. Muchísimas gracias. Gracias a ti. <laughs> <laughs> Janita Jaja Cardona owns the events and marketing company Jaja Productions. She's also the new morning show host for the Jacksonville reggaeton radio station, Flow 105.3. You heard it here first. Jaja gave us her recipe for coquito so good. And one batch makes enough to share. So pour it into bottles, tie on a ribbon, and you'll always have a holiday gift handy. Find the recipe on our website, thezestpodcast.com. And be sure to join us next week for our season four finale. I'm Delia Colon. I produce The Zest with Andrew Lucas. This week, we had help from Chandler Backham, Mark Hayes, and Lily Tyson. The Zest is a production of WUSF Public Media, copyright 2021.